0: Big dreams need great teams. You simply cannot do it on your own. I'm excited to have you here. Let's dive in. What does yoga and leadership have in common? And what can we learn about leadership from yoga? Okay, so this episode is going to be a little bit different. I'm going to share with you the six things that you can learn about being a leader from attending a yoga class. Now, you may or may not know that I have been doing yoga for a really long time, like it's almost 20 years, which is just crazy. And about 18 or so years ago, it really started to impact my life to the point where people around me would comment that, When I practiced yoga regularly, it made me a better leader, a better businesswoman, a better mum, and a better wife. And when those comments first started to happen, to be honest, they took me by surprise. In fact, the very first time I heard one of these comments was when I was a director in a global recruitment firm, and I had about 20 people reporting through to me. And one of the very young, very honest girls that worked for me asked me outright if I was going to yoga that night because, quote unquote, everybody likes you so much more after you've been to a yoga class. And she then went on to explain that me not going to yoga was a little bit like me not having my morning coffee in the way into the office. And I guess the fact that she was brave enough to say that to me probably gives you a little bit of an indication of the type of communication and the type of environment that I've always encouraged myself as a leader with the people around me. You know, my philosophy is always be brave, be honest, say what you think, say what you need to, and just try and say it in the nicest way possible. So a little bit of a backstory. I got into yoga because I was living in London. It was sort of in the early 2000s. I think it was around 2004, 2005. And I was super focused on my career, traveling and having a really great and big social life. And I was really busy and I was working in a high pressure and stress is normal type of job. I think that many of us have been in those environments. I didn't love the gym, but I knew at least that I needed to try to be fit and keep myself healthy to sort of balance out the, let's just say, heavy socializing that I was doing. So off I would go to the gym a few hours a week in an attempt to offset the many hours that I was spending at the pub. Once a week, I chose what appeared to be an easy option. And that was walking into my first yoga class. Now, I definitely didn't love yoga at first, but after a while, it definitely did become something that I depended on. And fast forward to now, it's well and truly part of my life. In fact, I'm a qualified teacher. I started and had a really successful yoga studio here in Brisbane for five years. And my kids think nothing of, you know, down dogs and headstands. So it's well and truly part of our life and our family. Although I'll be honest, it's definitely not as regular a part of my life as it once was and probably could and should be. But what I do know for sure is that yoga has been my secret weapon to balancing out business, leadership, staff challenges, family, motherhood, relationships, and like trying to juggle and do all these things. So, That's a little bit of a backstory as to why today I'm here sharing with you my top six leadership lessons that you can learn from attending a yoga class as a little bit of a different and fun way to get you thinking about what's important when you're leading, which means inspiring and empowering the people around you to be the best version of themselves. So I'm sharing with you a little bit of a abridged version of a longer article that I've written for my website where I share like the 10 things you can learn. So you can jump over and read that if you want to at com forward slash leadership hyphen lessons. But right now we're going to dive into my top six lessons. And let's start with the first one, which is yoga and attending a yoga class reminds you to be humble. So as the leader in your business... You are, without a doubt, really good at what you do. And you are, without a doubt, operating at a really high level of unconscious competence. And with that mode of operandi, it's really easy to take for granted that not everybody in your business and that comes into your business will find doing the things that you can do as easy or as simple as you can find them. And this isn't arrogance, this isn't intentional. It's often unconscious and it's often a naivety. And I hear it all the time. I hear people saying, and I'm sure you've said it too, why is that taking her so long? It's so simple. How could he get something so simple so wrong? And when you attend a yoga class, you put yourself back in a brand new environment or even if you know yoga and you're good at yoga or you're a regular yogi, maybe if you think of going to a new studio or going to a new teacher, you will find yourself facing at least one position or one instruction that you find challenging and it might be surprisingly challenging to you. So the beautiful thing about attending a yoga class is that it reminds you what it's like to be a beginner or to be doing something in a way that's different. And perhaps as a leader, you'll find that you have more patience and empathy for people in your business who are moving through a learning phase. Number two, the second lesson. Yoga will remind you that everybody is wired differently and everybody brings history with them into the room. So if we go into a yoga class, and especially as a yoga teacher, I would see lots of physical differences from an anatomical perspective, you know, longer limbs, shorter arms, etc, longer torsos. And lots of less obvious differences like people's exercise or fitness history and people's mental or life history. So whether you're fit, injured, anxious, stressed, flexible, inflexible, etc, everybody comes into the room with their unique set of stuff, their unique history, and their unique things that they're bringing into the room. And the reality is, is that some people will be able to do things and some people can't do things. So even though the fittest person might look really fit, maybe they can't, you know, sit cross-legged, or maybe they can't bend down and touch their toes. Or the most flexible person, maybe they can't do like five, six, seven sun salutes without puffing because that's a, you know, requires a little bit more fitness. Maybe the stressed out person who was running late and sort of did a bit of a dodgy park out the front actually floats like a dolphin throughout the yoga class. What people bring into the room determines not only their capabilities, but also their belief systems and what they think about what they can do and how they're going to do it. And the reality is, is what we assume about people isn't always right when it comes to what they can actually do so as a leader the lesson here is it's your job to know what are people bringing into the room what are their capabilities what history have they got both mental and physical so that you can really understand them and know how to motivate and bring out the best in them, and know how to have really great conversations that actually understands why they're doing things, why they're not doing things, and help them to succeed. Number three, and this is a goodie, attending a yoga class will remind you that everybody hears information differently. So in a yoga class, everybody receives the same instructions from the same person and they hear the same thing at the same time. But if you look around the room, some people will still end up facing different directions and in slightly different variations of the instruction or the position they've been asked to move into. And it's really easy as a class attendee to feel annoyed at the teacher for a bad instruction if you happen to find yourself facing the wrong way. And sometimes you'll feel like, oh, this person's saying things wrong. I don't get what they mean by that. But after a while, if you keep going to the same class and to the same teacher, you won't feel like that anymore because you'll get to know what they mean even when they're having a bad day. And the same thing happens in your team. The insight that this can give you as a leader is the clarity around how you're giving your instructions and when you get frustrated, if somebody is facing the wrong way, what that can come down to, whether that's you or whether that's them or whether it's just a getting to know each other phase. Number four, yoga will show you that a group of people who regularly come together doesn't make them a team. In a yoga class, you say you're going to a yoga class every week, you go on a Wednesday afternoon, you'll notice that a group of people come together regularly for a common purpose, to do yoga. I'm sure they exchange pleasantries, but ultimately when they're moving through the class, they're operating as individuals with different ultimate goals. They're a group of people with a common purpose, but they're not a team. They're not working to one big goal or one common purpose. And when you notice this, as a leader, you're then able to reflect and think about what's happening in your business with fresh eyes. Do you have a group of people who are coming together or do you have a team? Are you sharing a common purpose or are you just exchanging pleasantries and going about your work without actually thinking about the bigger common team purpose. So number five, yoga will make you more aware of yourself and your triggers. So without a doubt, in a 60-minute class, you'll feel annoyed, frustrated, angry, but also satisfied, proud, and pleased. And after a while, if you keep going back, you'll probably start to smile and understand all these different feelings that come up along the way. And you might even stop blaming the teacher for giving out bad instructions. And we all know as leaders that great leadership starts with good self-awareness and understanding your own emotions, what triggers you, what you find particularly challenging and what you truly need to feel supported. So understanding your own emotions and managing your own emotions is a really essential part of being a calm and consistent leader, which is what your team need you to be to feel safe enough to really perform for you. And the last one, number six, yoga will hone your concentration skills and remind you how important it is just to try and focus on one thing at a time. Because in yoga, if you try and do too many things at once, you'll just simply fall over. If you don't concentrate on the most important thing, you fall over. And just like in business, just like in leadership, it's so easy to get pulled and react and want to do all sorts of different things. But actually, you need to focus on the most important thing so that the business and so that you don't fall over. So throughout a yoga class, you'll also get told by the teacher to focus on steadying your breath. When you're holding a position, when you are wishing that a position would be over so you could get out of it, maybe you're holding a big stretch and your muscles are twitching, or maybe when you're out of breath and you just want to like get down on the mat and take a rest. And this focusing on steadying your breath is actually an incredible tool that you can learn and draw on as a leader. So there are so many times in business that something big gets thrown your way and it almost takes your breath away. Maybe you get a surprise resignation. Maybe it's a really big customer complaint. Maybe somebody's made a big mistake and it just feels huge. Like one of the greatest, greatest lessons to learn as a leader is mastering the art of learning how to pause to be able to act and respond in a way that you feel great about rather than reacting in whatever way your body is telling you to in the moment. And that focusing on steadying your breath, taking big breaths, is a really great, simple way to do that. And it's definitely one of the things that I talk to my clients about is like finding that pause, grounding themselves back down and working out as an individual how to do that in a way that feels great for them. It may not be yoga for you. It may be taking your shoes off and going and walking on the grass. It may be just... You know, boiling the kettle and pouring yourself a cup of tea. It may be standing up and stretching, but learning how to take that big breath, to find that pause, and to choose how to act rather than react is one of the most powerful leadership skills that every single entrepreneur needs to learn. So, there you go. Here are the six surprising things that you can learn about leadership. From attending a yoga class, and I think you probably learned a little bit about me along the way, and how much I love yoga, and how much of a part of my life it is, and how much of my life it's changed. I guess um, it's obviously been a really long time. Twenty years is a really long time, and just for the record, it doesn't make me very good at yoga. It just means I've done a lot of yoga. But this whole philosophy and approach of getting to know yourself, understanding yourself as a leader, what triggers you, what your unique style is, and therefore what's right for you is definitely a key theme throughout my coaching. And I teach my clients how to step into leading in a curious rather than furious way. Because when you can switch off that fiery reaction, that furious reaction, take a breath, and get curious, ask questions, understand why something's happened, you know, what led to this happening. There's so much power in that. You know, there's there's less regret from reacting in a way that you don't feel proud of, and there's just so much more insight that you get about your people, your business, and what's lacking from a systems or a skill or whatever. So, I hope you have enjoyed today's episode, which is a nice short one, and it's a little bit different. And of course, if you want to have a chat to me about my private coaching, about the way I can support you to be the best empowered, beautiful leadership version of yourself through having an amazing team around you, then reach out to me and jump onto a Dream Team discovery call, and I'd love to just hear what you think what do you think about this episode that's a little bit different? Did you like it? Did you hate it? Do you never want me to talk about yoga again? I'm here for it. I love all your feedback. So thank you for sending it my way. And until next week, have fun.